Welcome to part three of our series on Charlie Munger, one of the world's smartest investors and businessmen of all time. We just so happen to be studying him at the moment, and we have recorded up until now, obviously since this is part three, a part one and part two. Part one features my intro on Charlie Munger in case you're not familiar with him. So go back and listen to those two before you get going on this one. All right, let's get started. This episode is brought to you by our brand partners, Quaker Windows, a new company that we have integrated into our portfolio of construction. We are absolutely thrilled with the quality of this company's windows. We buy ours through local vendor here in Austin called Grand Openings. They've got locations in different areas. Mark Carter, who's the head of Grand Openings here in Austin, has assembled an incredible operation, a great team. We love working with them. We love buying these Quaker windows. They've got a really high quality suite. This episode is also brought to you by Sub-Zero Wolf. We have been installing these appliances in our home almost exclusively for years now. And well enough said, they've got enough recognition in the industry. You know, these are top of the line appliances and our customers absolutely love them. It's a huge brand enhancer for us. So thank you to our brand partners. On to the episode. Teaching number seven. One of the things Munger lives by is to, and I quote, aim for fewer problems. And he goes on to say that you can have fewer problems by getting into high quality businesses and by surrounding yourself with high quality people. I'm going to focus on the high quality people part of his advice. In my 15 years owning a company, I've made so many bad hires. It's something that doesn't come natural to me. I see the best in people and I want to like them off the bat, and then I end up justifying the hire before I even thoroughly vet them. And that has cost me and my team months of wasted training and months of rehiring after we let that person go and all kinds of mistakes or damage that that person causes along the way. Many of those bad hires have cost us an order of magnitude more than we paid them, or in some cases, much more. Anyway, after enough hard lessons, I've finally gotten better, but it took me long enough. And unfortunately, I see a lot of other builders making the same mistakes. So the question is, how do we avoid these bad hires and actually surround ourselves with great people, as Munger suggests? Well, one thing is to surround yourself with a leadership team who's better at hiring than you are. Some people just have great instincts about other people. You want those people on your hiring team. On balance, and this may offend a few of you, uh, women tend to be better at this in my experience. Uh, sometimes they just have a better instinct when it comes to the nature of the people that we're interviewing. Not always, but as a general rule. Another thing to do is to take your time when hiring. Stick to a slow, formal process. This is just not something that you can rush. 
and exhaust all your channels to maximize your exposure to candidates. Some of our best hires have come from referrals that we've received from some of our most trusted subcontractors or vendors. Now, tying this into Munger's advice, you've got to surround yourself with good people, and this way you will, without a doubt, fewer problems. A good hire, in fact, will be worth, I don't know, 10 times their salary quite possibly. And as I referenced earlier, a bad one, well, they're going to cost you that much. While I'm on this topic, I have to say something. You know, you should never nickel and dime someone you know will be a good hire because they're requesting extra salary. And truth is, um, it may be a little bit more than you want to pay, but what they're requesting quite possibly will be peanuts compared to what they can contribute to your, to you and your company. The same principle of surrounding yourself with high-quality people applies for all the partners in your business. You need top-notch subcontractors because the mediocre guys are going to drown you in troubles. You need great clients because the bad ones will bankrupt you or can bankrupt you. If you're a spec builder, your business may ride on the quality of your investors and lenders. So when it comes to the people around you, they all matter. There just are no shortcuts to surrounding yourself with the best. Teaching number eight. Munger says, wise people step on big and growing troubles early. Looking back on the bigger troubles I've dealt with, everyone would have been more easily to diffuse had I taken action earlier without fail. We tend to put blinders on until it's too late. So I've written down a quick list of common troubles that don't get stepped on early enough. One, bad hires. Enough said about that a minute ago, but I'll add one thing here. A great framework for evaluating if you should keep someone on your team is to ask yourself these two questions. One, would you hire them again? And two, would you be disappointed if they quit? If the answers are no, then you need to really think about why that person's on your team. Another common trouble, brewing discontent with your clients. I've noticed client relationships are more or less like a tide. They're usually moving in one direction or another. And if your relationship with that client happens to be moving along some sort of negative trend line, then it's much, much more likely that the next negative event could completely blow up on you. And when that happens, it's going to suck your time, your money, your relationship capital. So that's why often communicating earlier or more often can avoid outcomes like that. An ugly cousin to this is holding on to information that'll be uncomfortable to share whether that's with a client or a team member or anyone else. In other words, procrastinating because the conversation will be awkward or difficult. I've almost never seen waiting prove to be the better strategy, and often it makes things a lot worse. If you have to have a difficult conversation with someone, it's better to get it over with. And that's for the benefit of everyone, by the way, including you and the toll that's sitting on it will due to your mental health and productivity. T 
teaching number nine on envy. There's this, this is a quote from Munger. There is nothing more counterproductive than envy. Someone in the world will always be better than you. Of all the sins, envy is easily the worst because you can't even have any fun with it. It's a total net loss. End quote from Munger. So here is Munger again with some of his legendary old man wit. But it's true. It's funny because it's true. And this has to be one of the hardest things for anyone to get a good grasp on. Not looking at others around you that you perceive to be more wealthy or successful or whatever and not get jealous. This is evolutionarily built into our coding. Though. There's something called mimetic theory of desire. If you don't know what that is, basically it says that we don't make decisions about what we want based on our own autonomous decision-making, but based on what we see others do or have or buy that we admire or we respect or we want to be like. So naturally, we look around to gauge others, and it makes envy the default outcome. The best way to avoid this that I know of is to build your own internal scoreboard, your own metrics you focus on achieving, be it revenue or income targets for your company, a net worth for yourself, or some other way to measure impact that you're wanting to achieve. The author Kurt Vonnegut once told a story about he and Joseph Heller, another author, who wrote the book Catch-22. And they were at a party one time at some billionaire's house outside New York. Vonnegut asked Heller, how does it make you feel to know that this party's host probably made more money just yesterday than your novel Catch-22 has earned in its entire history? Heller thought for a second. He said, well, I got something he can never have. And Vonnegut quipped back, what on earth could that possibly be, Joe? And Heller said, the knowledge that I've got enough. That's it for today. Y'all be well. I'll see y'all back here soon to wrap up the series on Charlie Munger. And by the way, before we go, a quick little uh, announcement. We have the Building Optimal Shop, which is a collection of several digital products that we're offering to the Building Optimal community. And these products are systems, strategies, documents, templates, checklists that my company has used to achieve our growth and to become what I'd like to think is a really well-run, executed home building company. So if you are struggling with some of your internal systems or processes and you're looking for a little boost or you're simply wanting to just keep uh, twisting the screws and, and tightening your ship, then um, go check out the Building Optimal shop, buildingoptimal.com forward slash shop. Thank y'all.